My name is Dan Dick and welcome to Church Matters. Wild Hope, Faith for an Unknown Season was the theme of Mennonite Church Canada's 2014 assembly in Winnipeg this summer. I stumbled across Proverbs 24:14, a verse that enriches our theme of hope for this episode of Church Matters. Quote, know that wisdom is such to your soul. If you find it, there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off, unquote. Where there is wisdom for the soul, there also we can find hope. Certainly, we can find hopeful wisdom in Scripture, in prayer, and by tuning in to the Holy Spirit. But I also believe that God speaks through people. It's been said that everyone is smarter than anyone. The Proverbs 24:14 passage reminds me of that old saying. Anabaptists have a 500-year history of practicing the everyone is smarter than anyone idea. Today it's often called discernment. And I believe the biblical record shows that the wisdom found in Scripture is best understood when we study it together in community rather than individually. God has given us the wisdom of discernment in community as a way to balance the powers and to keep each other accountable. I'm going to turn over the next 10 minutes of our program to Moses Falco. Moses is a graphic designer at Mennonite Church Canada and a communication student at Canadian Mennonite University. For part two of our series on hope, he interviewed participants attending Mennonite Church Canada's Assembly 2014 and explored what hope means in times of uncertainty, and whether or not the people in the pews continue to find hope for the wider church that lives and breathes beyond the congregational level. This is the second and final part of our series on hope. Stories of hope can be found anywhere, in our own backyard and around the world. I had the privilege of talking with George and Tobia Weith, who have spent the last 18 years in a church planting initiative in Macau, a special administrative region of China. Macau is home to the world's second largest gambling destination in the world. Surely it cannot be easy to plant a church there. Still, the Macau Mennonite Church has grown and become self-sufficient. George and Tobia shared with me some of their hopes and also the uncertainties they experienced in Macau. Now imagine in all your years in Macau, there must have been you know, a time of uncertainty. Right, a time when you had to hope or where you had your faith and trust in God. Um, is there maybe a, a story or example of this? Well, I would say, I mean, we could point to many times. There are many times we might have felt like quitting, many times we thought, oh my goodness, you know, if anything happens, we know it's a God thing. We know it's the Holy Spirit because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we felt often very inadequate. Um, but I would highlight just recently our church was going through a, a crisis that was quite tough. Uh, for everyone involved and it was hard to know what the outcome would be so having to hope in that situation meant ultimately surrendering to God and recognizing God's presence um, the Chinese word for crisis is has two characters ngai gay and ngai means danger gay means opportunity so every crisis has danger and opportunity but if we focus on the danger we really feel afraid but if we focus on the opportunity it feeds hope. I think of, for example, the, the, the pastors, the Chinese pastors, the, the couple, the husband and wife who pastor the church now, um, they came, actually came to the church in Macau and, and spoke to us about 
you know, could we serve with you? We understand that you're looking for someone. And that was a God thing. I mean, we couldn't have found better people to pastor the church in terms of, you know, their... They're Anabaptists, but they didn't know it. Now that you have left Macau Mennonite Church, what are your hopes, what are your prayers for them as they continue without you? We've seen in the last several years in the church in Macau that they see themselves more and more as a, a church that embraces the peace message, a church that wants to cultivate healthy relationships in the, in the church, um, a church that wants to reach out, and, you know, it's exciting to see, especially in the last several months, some of the new people have come to the church. And so our hope is that the church will can just continue to grow in a healthy way and that the Macau Church can also make a significant contribution to the rest of the church, the larger church in Macau. Well, I'll share a story about uh, one of our church members that I think would kind of capture what some of our hopes are. Um, Grace Ao is a single mom on welfare, um, uh, but also has been growing in terms of she's she's now one of our one of our church leaders on our council. From a difficult family background herself, and her kids have been facing difficult challenges, but the church family has come around, uh, surrounded her, and worked you know been supportive. And recently, we did a, a seminar in our church on uh, reconciliation, and it was very interesting. After that in prayer meetings with her, to hear her use reconciliation language in terms of praying, Lord, reconcile my family with God. Lord, reconcile my parents to each other. Lord, uh, bring reconciliation in my family, in my community, and in specific ways that she was praying. And recently she told me, you know, I really feel a call to be a reconciler, (laughs) you know? And I think that she's on that journey, and she often feels like she's she's not going to make it or she's stumbling, but we're able to talk talk and share together and encourage her and so when I look at people like her and there are others as well I have hope that um, they are trying to listen to what the Spirit has to say to the church and how God is leading them and and actually us leaving has given them room to step step up to step into more of those leadership roles and uh, so while it's been difficult for us to leave we we have a lot of hope that it's God's church it's not ours The church belongs to Jesus. Hope can penetrate the unknowns of life and give a shimmer of light in the darkness. Denominations and national churches across North America are restructuring and downsizing as their supporting congregations shrink, while beliefs and values are becoming more diverse within the body of Christ. One discussion statement at Mennonite Church Canada's assembly read this way, God's gift of unity in Christ is not invalidated by our disagreement. So I wondered, do you think it's possible for us as a national church to be unified even though we are diverse and even though there might be conflict? I think um, there's going to be diversity and conflict no matter how small you make a group. And so... Um, I think that's that's the case for any group or any congregation. You have diversity, and you have you are still a group, and you are still a team. 
That's the goal right there. And and um, I'm prejudiced, but I think Mennonites do it better than, than other people by conversing, 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 and conversing some more. <laughs> some people say we over talk, we over, you know, we, we talk and talk and talk and talk. But I think um, some of the alternatives are, are not quite as attractive. It's a way that we have a successful way of ironing out conflict and finding compromise, talking with respect for each other in a respectful manner. That's, that's the Mennonite way. And that gives me a lot of confidence that the differences can be ironed out in that way. Unity in diversity. Okay, that's, I think that's a good thing. I think the problem is un, it's harder to find unity in conflict. So diversity is good. It's when it develops into conflict that there are problems. No change ever happens without conflict. I think conflict is scary often, but... The reality is, if, everything, if there's never conflict, then nothing's going to change. And so, conflict isn't always bad. It's how we manage the conflict can be bad. I think we're going to have to become at home with diversity. Uh, I think if there's, if there's probably one word that's becoming clear, that I'm, I'm seeing rising to, to the fore, forefront, it's embracing diversity and finding unity. Mid, mid diversity. That's that's what that's what I see in, in in many 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 forms. I mean, the challenge for us will be to find a way to live together uh, in the midst of this diversity. But I think it's possible. Our our denomination is built on this sense of bringing together. Uh, congregations from many different places. I mean, our history is bringing those folks that didn't fit anywhere else into into our system. So I think we can do it. Yeah. You said it's possible. Do you think it's necessary? Oh, yeah, I think it's really necessary. And I think with the, the work of the Spirit and the work of, of, of good uh, people that are part of our churches, I think we can find that place. And it's a matter of finding those places where we, we have overlap, you know, because we have some common commitment to the church, commitment to being followers of Jesus, and I think those things can go a long ways for us. Most people supported the concept of unity in diversity. That left just one more question on my mind. Do you see hope for the national church today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's not ours. It, it belongs to Christ, and so uh, and Christ is, Christ is hope. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. It, I think it's going to look very different. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I've got hope for a much stronger, maybe smaller, but much stronger church yeah. emerging yeah. where people are really committed to the way of Jesus. Yeah. I do. I, definitely. I think, I think there are strong areas that we still, uh, that, that we still need to do things together. Um, will we always be exactly the same? No. We, I mean, we're, we're, we're people who are constantly changing and we're products of change in many ways. Uh, and so that, that structures and systems need to evolve and change, absolutely. But uh, there, are, there will and I think always will, will remain to be things that we need to do together that we just simply can't do alone. I do. I, I believe that as we, uh, uh, together we are stronger. We are stronger. Um, the reasons for becoming a national body um, are as relevant today as they were back then. Yes, yeah, so that's why we're here, because there is, a, there is a future because we are gathered together. I have extreme hope. Yeah, I am totally pumped about what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Um, excited to see his, how he's going to move and how we're going to jump on board with 
you know, the wave of his, the wave of his spirit. I'm actually uh, sensing uh, hope here. I think I think the church actually is moving towards saying yes. We're we are uh, we have different perspectives on a variety of issues, and uh, we have to learn to live with difference. I definitely do. I definitely do, and I think it's very exciting for me now to be able to to ask questions and to feel like there are ears to hear it and there are people who are asking some of the same questions as well and and I feel something stirring in me spiritually energetically that there is there is there there are good things happening here I think it's yeah I think it's really a radical time when what the church is invited or is required to reevaluate our priorities to reevaluate how we meet together to reevaluate how we worship and um, and question the culture around us how can we how can we connect with the people who are outside the church and how can we stay connected as people inside the church because if Jesus is Lord and and God is transforming the world and he's doing that through the church then we need to we need to ask those questions and not just assume the way we did it before is gonna last forever so I I'm excited I'm excited for the flexibility and and that God is doing something and we're a part of it and there's always hope in that in all my conversations during assembly, hope was never hard to find. Even in the deepest concerns and the darkest unknowns, hope shone through. Hearing these stories gives me confidence. God is not done with the church. I want to thank all those who took the time to sit down with myself and Matthew Veith during assembly. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on hope as we considered faith for an unknown season. That's the second and final installment of our two-part series on hope. You can join me again in just four weeks for another episode of Church Matters. We're here for you at 8.45 a.m. on the third Sunday of every month. Join us next time when we invite Ed Kaufman, a pastor from Calgary, to reflect on his experiences helping congregations through the difficult challenges of clergy sexual misconduct. We always welcome your feedback to the program, and we love to hear listener ideas for topics and themes you'd like us to cover. Dash off your email to churchmatters at mennonitechurch.ca. We're also happy to receive phone calls and financial support for this program at 1-866-888-6785, or you can visit mennonitechurch.ca and click on the donate link. I'm your host, Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living. Salt and light as people of the way.